Chris Avina with American Outdoor News. I'm here with John Good, a retired police officer. John, you recently wrote a book. I recently wrote a book, Chris, called Blood on the Badge. It's part of a trilogy. Uh, it's a great, great sell. Uh, Navy SEAL retired, winds up going to a little suburban police department outside of Illinois, and all of a sudden some of his fellow officers start dying one by one. And so he's based on uh, real-life occurrences? It's about 50% of the book is actual incidents I took place in. The other 50%, Chris, is all fiction, but really, really down-to-earth and getting a lot of great reviews. Okay. Um, now, where can we buy your book? Books available on Amazon. It's also available in two different versions, obviously. Books available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's also available in the Kindle version. But the more and more people I come in contact with, Chris, tell me they just love having that hard copy in their hands and be able to read it and follow along. Now, let me ask you this. You were based outside of Chicago. I was. Now, if a police officer is actually allowed to do their job, would we see a decline in uh, gun violence? Absolutely. Um, our police department had, was under the jurisdiction of Cook County, uh, State Attorney's Office, and there's been a lot of different comments about cases that were either not handled properly, Chris, or we didn't get the charges that we thought we would appropriately would get. And we just add a quick point to it. You know, with all those years on, I went to a lot of different training classes, especially on criminal law. And the instructor would talk about, you know, charges you could file for if an officer is hit or injured. And I would raise my hand, and the instructor would go, oh, guy in the back. Yeah, that's me. Uh, what's up? Uh, instructor, we're from Cook County, Illinois. And he goes, okay, put your hand down. Okay, rest of the class, all you guys could get those charges. These guys from Cook County, Illinois, they're never going to get those charges. Unless they're shot, uh, hurt badly, then they make an aggravated felony or a battery charge or something like that. Now, uh, I know, you know, uh, our current administration is dead set on uh, uh, a federal assault weapons ban. Uh, in Chicago, what are uh, a bulk of the shootings done with? They're done with uh, every possible weapon you could possibly think of. Everything and anything. Uh, we've been, what we understand is that alcohol, tobacco, and firearms is taking this matter so seriously that they're actually coming in because they're going to try and start charging people with uh, federal crimes for these guns that they're fixing and adjusting that they can make them rapid-fire weapons automatically, turn them into automatic weapons with extended magazines, and it's just not a very, very safe situation for, obviously, not only the people who live in Chicagoland area and suburbs, but also, obviously, for the police officers, men and women, who have to patrol and protect those people. Now, if we took... uh out of our national uh, statistics, shooting statistics, if we took Chicago out of that equation, how does that? Uh, how much does that drop? Drastically, the- drastically. Uh, and we're seeing, like I said, carjackings involving weapons. Where you know, and now it's just not a safe, safe environment. And now we're starting to see an influx of the crimes from Chicago starting to filter out to the suburbs because they've just about tapped every area in Chicago that they need to tap. It's like the, the, the wells run dry for no expression, Chris. So are we seeing the states with the strictest gun laws with the highest gun violence? In some cases, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's just, 
the old saying, a criminal is going to abide by the laws. They don't abide by any kind of rules or regulations. If they want to get a gun, they'll get a gun. It's a sidebar. I was teaching since 1990 to 2022 at three different community colleges. And each, each school, during the course, I would ask the students, if you need to get a gun, and don't be, don't be cute with this, if you need to get a weapon, could you get one? And 90% of my students raised their hand and said, Mr. Good, we know a guy who knows a guy who gets a gun if we had to. And it's I'm easy. serious, serious weapons. Not just a little 38 or 22, a serious, serious weapons they needed to. So if we had a federal open carry, uh, what would that do to the crime statistics? I, I, there's 94%. I was in a class here today or yesterday where someone was talking about it, that 94% of law enforcement, police, everyone, federal, state, locals, support people who get a carry concealed or open carry, one or the other, and are able to carry a weapon, it's a proven, proven deterrent. There's no doubt about it. And we're, all, and we're all for it. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, my friend. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today. I thank you for having me on. I and, appreciate it. And again, where can we find your book? You can find my book again on Amazon. Again, this John G-O-O-D Good, author of Blood on the Badge. And hopefully we can do this again in 2024 for Blood on the Coffin. Available again on Amazon, two different versions, hard copy or Kindle. And hey, thank you for having me on, my friend. Appreciate it. Stay, stay, stay safe. Thanks again. Thank you. Evening, John Good, former law enforcement officer, Glenview, Illinois Police Department, 37 years of service, proud author of Blood on the Badge, and soon to be out in 2024, Blood on the Coffin number two in my trilogy of books coming out. Now, normally, I do the intro. Okay, I'm sorry. This is my interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you put a quarter in it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take two. Let's start again.